the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening. Happy Friday. Woo! It's Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad to have you guys here with me. Happy Friday. Boy, what a week it's been. I think I say that every Friday, but I, I don't think I've ever meant it more than I did this week. It's been really rough. A lot of tough information, a lot of good news, a lot of ray of sunshines out there. And you know I'm a happy warrior. Um, but, you know, I thought it might be nice to have a Rona-free show tonight. We are disease-free tonight on the Andrea K. Show. Believe absolutely. it or not. Yeah, absolutely, Maxine. There's more, much more to talk about, believe it or not. I, I actually wasn't sure. Were we going to have anything else, you know, to talk about besides uh, coronavirus? And indeed, we do. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the number, if you want to be involved in the show, is 888-344-1170. I put it out to you guys. Starting yesterday, I think I said, look, we're worn out. We're going to wipe it all down with our little handy antibacterial hand wipes that we have here all over the station. And we're going to wipe it down and we're going to keep it Rona free. That's the that's the cool word for what the kids are calling uh, coronavirus these days. Well, it's just so long to type coronavirus. I mean, come on, you got to shorten it. You know, we have short attention. I think that's Carrot Sticks' version of answering what. So I put it out there on Facebook. I said, "What do y'all want to hear about besides coronavirus?" And somebody said, "How about people? <laughs> how about people calling in with the worst joke they ever told that got a lot of laughs?" So if you have a joke that you've told, I'm terrible at telling jokes, by the way. I don't get them right, especially if they're not really short or or I don't remember them right. So I do actually have one for you guys. I think my buddy here has one. Um, If you want to call in about that, 888-344-1170. What did stump me this week also was I usually do Hero of the Week and Stink of the Week. And I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss for a Hero of the Week or a Stink of the Week that's not related to coronavirus. Come on, man. Don't make me have to come in there and violate social this is distancing. This supposed to be virus-free show, and so far you've said it 10 times. Oh, is that why you're buzzing me? <laughs> I thought you were trying to make a funny. You know what? I'm not going to give you a proper intro now, man. You were buzzing me. You were too quick on that buzzer there. I'm the only man in recorded history to have ever left Andrew K. speechless. Well, if Stephen Moore doesn't want to be around women, he should take up Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. DJ Carrot Sticks. Uh, <laughs> That's it. That was <laughs> you, I should, I can remember you telling me that I'm not getting the joke because I don't know what Dun- Dungeon and Dragons was. <laughs> no, I think that was a game, a board game or something. So anyway, um, so it's funny because uh, before before the show, Carrot Sticks comes over within our social distancing guidelines, and he's like, "What are we going to talk about in the, in the open open segment?" I said, "I got a topic for you guys, and it's still kind of related to the word I'm not allowed to say, but kind of not, because one of the main topics that came up as I put it out there in my regular Andrea K Facebook page, as well as at the Caniacs, which is our our little special conservative group on Facebook. If you're not a member of Caniacs, go to Caniacs, spelled K A Y E." N-I-A-C-S and click on the join button 
and be a part of the group. We are streaming on Facebook Live right now at Kaniac's group or also at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. So I put it out there to you guys. And the majority of you guys wanted to talk about Biden. Because, I mean, if anybody saw, like Laura Ingram did a great job the other night with all these clips of Biden trying to do what what her sidekick called the dire side chats. <laughs> he set up a studio in his home. It was what such, the huh? Yeah, what the huh? It was such an epic fail. And so um, I don't think that it's a coincidence that on that same day, on Tuesday, uh, a new allegation of rape actually came to the surface against Joe Biden. And it was this allegation actually came about from a woman who made an allegation earlier as part of a group of women accusing him of misconduct sexually, touching them in a way that made them uncomfortable, but they didn't go so far as to call it sexual assault. And this was sometime last year. And Biden did, you know, uh, attempted a dire side chat at that point where he came out and he was basically like, look, um, you know, really boundaries for men and women have changed. I'm now more understanding. I'm now going to, you know, respect boundaries more, uh, which if anybody's been watching him on the campaign trail as he's groped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually posted a meme when Kaniacs today that I stole from my buddy Xander Gibb. And it was it was Biden in a Walmart greeter vest saying we don't have any toilet paper, any TP. But can I sniff you? <laughs> so seriously, though, uh, you know. This whole Me Too movement only seemed to apply to, to Brett Kavanaugh, right? Where every allegation that was made, no matter how outrageous, no matter how unsubstantiated, was leveled against this man, Brett Kavanaugh. It stuck to him like glue. Half this country still believe that he was a part of gang rapes of after getting girls loaded up and, and having them drink alcohol that he participated in then setting them for to be gang raped. That allegation, there's half this country still believes it, even though the woman who made that particular allegation, which was not Christine Blasey Ford, it was another woman who ended up in the long run admitting that it wasn't true. People still believe that. So there was no me too. There was no believe all, uh, you know, it was believe all women then. But when allegations against Joe Biden came out from women like some woman named Flores, who said that he came up behind her, I think it was Flores who said that he came up behind her and kissed her on the back of the head at, at a campaign rally and she was on the stage. You know, so many of these allegations, these, it's obviously a, a form of physical assault because you're putting your hands, you're putting your mouth on a woman and uh, in, in doing it in a way that's uninvited, unsolicited. You're not on a date. This isn't, this isn't your, you know, sitting in a drive-in theater and you're kind of close and you've, you know, you know, you invited this girl out and the chemistry's there and there's flirting going on and you lean in for a kiss and then you realize it's a little too soon for, for the gal to get the kiss. You know, we're not talking about that. We're talking about, and he's done this to women of all ages. We're talking about young girls that you can see are freaking out in the moment. And it's always in a public setting to where they're held captive and they're hostile. And you're you're it, that is such an abuse of power. That is the very definition of sexual harassment. But now we have it taken to a next level. We have all these women that came forth. I think it was eight women that came forth with detailed accounts of physical aggression that was either you could label it, it, it at best case it was sexual harassment of a person in power. At worst case, it was actual physical assault because you sh- you should never be putting your hands on any- anybody's child in the ways that he did. Uh, but now we have this woman. Her name was Tara, 
Reed, I believe her last name is. And she said she was one of the people that said that he, when she worked on his campaign, I believe she was a staffer, that he had made her uncomfortable. She now has come forth with a story that is so graphic and so detailed that um, I, I can't even describe it. I don't know whether or not it happened. I know that the Democrats say that we're supposed to believe all women, right? Unless it's an allegation against a Democrat. Remember Hillary Clinton? We should believe all women when there were allegations against Trump. So then Trump was like, <laughs> Trump was like, yeah, let me trot out all the women that made an accusation against your husband of rape and put them on the front row at a debate. Remember that? Was that not the most brilliant move ever? Absolutely brilliant. Um, and one of those allegations, by the way, I think it was Kathleen Willie or Juanita. I'm not sure if it was Juanita Broderick or Kathleen Willie, where NBC had done an interview of her and found her credible. And the interviewer, the gal, the journalist who had done that was told in the last minute to pull the interview. Um, but this gal's account was incredibly detailed and graphic. I'm not going to get into what he did to her physically after he shoved her up against a wall. Um, but the words she says that he used sound exactly like something Joe Biden would say. After she pushed him and his hands away from her privates, she pulled away and she says that he responded with something along the lines of, come on, man, I heard you were into me. Doesn't that sound exactly like something Biden would say? Totally. The, the whole thing about you're in, I heard you're into me. Right. That sounds like something. And then, you know, and then he says at, at something along the lines that, oh, you're nothing to me anyway. The whole thing sounds exactly like something Biden would do. Exactly. She says she didn't tell the story before because her explanation is why now, of course, people are asking, which is always my question to people, because this supposedly happened in 93. So you're holding on to something for a really long time. Why are you coming forth with it now? What's your agenda? She says she didn't come forth with it before because while she had witnesses to the inappropriate harassment and comments and things that had happened in the workplace before with him, uh, she didn't have a witness to this. But it's been bugging her. It's been tormenting her. She did say that she told her brother and somebody else about her. Her brother says, yeah, she mentioned it to me at the time. And quite frankly, I told her to let it go. The dudes are stupid. That's almost a word for word. I told her to let it go. Um, she says she's not doing it now to tank Biden. But you got to question that, Carrot yeah. Sticks. Especially when he was the vice president for eight years. Vi- yeah. You know, this when, was, when yeah. Obama first nominated him as his running mate, maybe that's when she should have brought it up. Well, yeah, I think it happened while he was while he was vice president. So she kept her so she, she kept her mouth quiet to protect him. So you know what? I I really don't have a whole lot of sympathy for her. I believe her story because it's in line with kind of like I believe the accusations against Bill Cosby. Because you know when you have multiple allegations, you know, um, I I I believe that he made her uncomfortable and did things because it's along the uh, the lines of what he would do. The word she's using it sounds credible to me. I'll just say that the story has credibility. I believe in innocent until proven guilty. I said that at the time of Kavanaugh. I'm suspicious why she's raising it now. She's a Sanders supporter. She says that she was, you know, supporting Warren. When you look at him crumbling this week in front of the cameras, when you look at now they want the the push, supposedly a lot of people talking about Governor Cuomo as who they think should be the replacement. I don't know. I just think because so many people are asking, where do they go? What do they do? And I will tell you, the Cuomo ain't the solution because his attempt, I'm not going to say that, that C word, but his attempt today, he's good in these press conferences when he stays on data. But when he goes to trying to inspire and motivate and calm people like he did today, he is as cold, as disconnected as Biden. He makes Biden look warm. He is not the solution. So they're scrambling.
they're desperate. So that's the topic that one of you people wanted for tonight. All right, we got another one for you. Have you filled out your census yet? Have you seen the questions? Do you know yourself enough to be able to answer these questions? We're going to talk about it when we come back. Stay tuned. We're Andrew Keisha coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents to excel and be all they can be i'm sure you agree purchase your copy of facing reality in american education today at amazon.com there are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases wash your hands avoid close contact with people who are sick avoid touching your eyes nose and mouth stay home when you are sick cover your cough or sneeze Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Wouldn't you love to give your child, grandchild, niece, or nephew a high-quality private education? How about for half price? Well, the answer San Diego's half-price tuition is back. You can choose from tons of private schools, preschool, high school, even college, all registering for the 2020 and 2021 semesters. You could even save thousands of dollars like these happy families. I looked into half-price tuition, and he will be attending a school because we were able to take advantage of the half-price tuition. We appreciate everything that you guys did for us, and we're happy that I came together for our family. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com and check out the list of schools in your area. Pick the school you want, then call us at 858-535-1210. That's 858-535-1210 so you can lock in your half-price tuition. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com right now to see all the schools participating. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com, TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Here's important new information from the Diabetes Solution Center for you, a family member, or a loved one suffering with diabetes. If you have lost your provider or if you need a provider for diabetic supplies, you may qualify to receive your diabetic testing supplies now with little or no out-of-pocket cost, regardless of your age. All you need is Medicare or private insurance to be potentially eligible. Call the Diabetes Solution Center right now for details. Just takes a couple of minutes. Our friendly, knowledgeable agents will give you free, no-obligation information, handle all the insurance paperwork, and make sure your supplies are delivered directly to your door for free. Call U.S. Medical Supply 24 hours a day. 800-590-1164. Call right now. 800-590-1164. The Answer, San Diego. Streaming now on smart speakers and radio.com. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Glad to have you guys here with us on this Friday disease-free show. We're not talking about that C word. 
Uh, one of the topic ideas that somebody on Facebook, one of our listeners, had was, what's the worst joke you've ever told that gets laughs? So before we get to our next guest, Kyle Salmon, I'm going to throw that out there to my man, DJ Carrot Sticks. What's the worst joke you've ever told, buddy, that got laughs? Why is there only 239 beans in Irish bean soup? <laughs> one more would be too farty. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm not believing that actually gets jokes outside the kindergarten set. Is that where you get into jokes? Well, I thought you said bad a uh, bad joke. Well, bad joke that actually gets laughs, my friend. Well, bad some jo- people laugh at that. <laughs> That's not saying much about the people you hang out with, my friend. Interesting, though, that you should choose an Irish joke because that ties into our next guest, who's here to talk about his origins Unless he's actually, unless he is not even sure now at this point of what his origins is after trying to fill out this this 2020 census, it's Kyle Salmon. He's a lawyer, writer, Pennsylvanian. I'm not sure though about that either. Uh, he's senior contributor at Federalist, co-host of Cons Minds podcast, also at NRO, DC Examiner, Hardball Times, on and on and on. And he joins me now. Hi, Kyle. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for being here. You know, after reading your article in The Federalist about the census, I mean, can we? Can any of us really know who we are? I mean, I got my thing. I'm going to show it to everybody watching on Facebook Live. I got my little envelope here from the census. First of all, it tells me, Kyle, your response is required by law. I don't know if there's cops patrolling on this because right now they're all outside restaurants in San Diego trying to make sure nobody, you know, we don't have more than three people inside getting a burger. Um, but they're, yeah. like, deadly serious that we fill out this census, right? And well, yep. Go ahead. No, yeah, you're right. It's, it is the law, and uh, you know, but it's uh, it's got a lot of questions in there that I, I think uh, maybe don't need to be in there. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, it's weird because um, they send me this. I've got multiple envelopes now, uh, but it's an invitation to respond to the census. It's not engraved. It's not embossed. Um, so it's an invitation, though, because this isn't the actual census. You got to go online to fill it out. Um, the reason why they're desperate to have you do this is because, it, according to the invitation here, this little lovely invite, um, it's not giving me anything um, except uh, the community is supposed to get um, help to prepare to meet transportation and emergency readiness needs, directs billions of dollars in federal funds, and helps determine the number of seats each Senate gets. So, I mean, this is to the benefit of your little local Democrat, um, maybe even Republican. So that's the purpose of it. But then it directs you to go online. Right, Kyle? Right. right. Okay. Right. And once you're online, it's it's actually not that long. I mean, it's about... A dozen questions. I, I don't remember. The one I focused on in this article was question nine, which is where they ask you what race you are. And, you know, you can check off more than one if that's your background. Um, and every census since uh, 1790 is, re- has required this question. It's not, none of it really is necessary. I mean, the only real constitutional purpose of the, Senate, of the census is to figure out how many House members each state has. Well, let, let, let me ask Doesn't you. Doesn't matter this. what color you are. Well, well, let me. So, let me ask you this. First of all, how many options does he give? It, it's a bunch. They change it up every year, um, and you can and you can check more than one. Um, but what what's kind of different this year that they didn't have in 2010 is there's a, after you fill out whatever race you are, you, it asks you what your origins are, and that is sort of like basically where are your people from, where you know, where are your ancestors from. Oh, that sounds that sounds so very upper crust. Who are your people, darling? <laughs> right. right? <laughs> That's <way> of it. <laughs> um, and you know, this is something that you know people think about. I mean, we all have a, a last name or something that started out in some other country. But 
my, and the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, most Americans have different backgrounds, you know, in their family tree. You know, and I, I was, I was writing about my own. I said my last name is Irish, but I've got a lot of other things going on, like a lot of other people these days, and I'm not really connected with any of those countries that ancestors came from. I, I never, I never met any of those immigrant ancestors. They all died before I was born. So, what I ultimately came down to is my origins, like a lot of origins of people in America is America. That's that's really all I am at this point. And it's just it's a weird question to add, to try and keep separating us into the different places that people came from maybe centuries ago. Right. I mean, define origin. I could say mama's womb, you know, because right. I mean, yeah. isn't that isn't that my origin? You know, it's it's and, and isn't it? And I was confused because my invite didn't actually include the census. It was an invitation to go on online. Um, so I, I, which I haven't done yet, but it sounded when I read your article, it was almost like a flow chart where if you, if you select white, here's your options for origin, right? Isn't it, don't you have different choices for origin depending on your skin color? Yeah. And that's also weird because, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a question. Question number eight is, are you Hispanic or not? And then it moves into race and I ask, you know, which of these races are you? But yeah, I mean, you know, if you're. If you're white, it's sort of a fill-in-the-blank, and if you're black, it's a fill-in-the-blank, you know, whatever you want to put down there. Um, if you're Native American, it says to put down whatever tribe you're enrolled with, which is a little more specific. But then if you're Asian, it just asks, you know, has a bunch of different Asian countries and says, you know, check off which one or which two or whichever, you know, apply to you. And that, that's kind of got me thinking, because I, I, I do think that we are an American nation, and we have our own nationality, American, at this point. But it should be something that you don't have to be white or black to be, and you could be any race, you know. As right, as right. The so, inclusiveness of, of, of America is that we all become Americans no matter where our people came from. Right, and so, like, the thing about Asian, if you mark that your your race is Asian, you don't have an option to say that your origin is America. Right. That's what, what people need to understand. This is so – it's all identity politics. I'm actually somebody that doesn't even really believe in the concept of race because, I mean, what is race? You know, is it about your skin color? Well, I'm much darker, darker complected than my sister, but I'm blonde and she's got dark hair. I mean, our coloring is nothing alike. Okay, so then mm-hmm. so then what, what makes us different? Oh, that, you know, um, it's not skin color then, so maybe it's, you know, African-Americans came from Africa. Well, there's lots of white people that are from Africa too. You know, but maybe you could be a purist and say originally going back to the old times before everybody was on their own continent. There's a different race there now. But if you look at an ancestry commercial and they're showing some freckle faced gal and she's six percent this and 11 percent this and it all adds up to 100 percent, then it's just like it just goes to show that it's just it's just nonsense. And it can't be anything but a man-made construct at this point to try to divide us, to try to water down, to try to to deny that there is something that's an American culture. That's, that's ultimately how I came, came down in the article, too, is like not only is the origin question sort of silly, but the whole race question. It's, you know, yeah, not only are people increasingly of mixed races, but even if you're not, then, you know, where, where does one start and the other begins? You know, like where does Europe end and Asia begin? It's, it's fuzzy. It's sort of a man-made concept. And what I, you know, like our, our national motto, e pluribus unum, means out of many, one. Yes. That, that's what I thought we were that you know that used to be the idea and it used to be something that left and right both tried to believe in is that we we're all coming from different origins perhaps but you know 
Well, the idea of being that, a melting pot is, the, is that you, you take all these elements and they all melt in together in, into one substance. It was about I- immigrate legally and assimilate into our culture. And now it's all about division and dividing us up, which is – but it, at the same time, um, they push people like Rachel Dolezal who can – it's about how you identify now. So, you know, either you're trying to put us into categories or there is no category because we're all Rachel Dolezal. And if you want to identify as a black person, it's okay. Um, but then they bust you for being cultural appropriation. It's like the, these people with their identity politics can't decide from one day to the next because it's really all about, you know, just trying to somehow divide us and make us hate each other for power ultimately. It's, it's, they've, and they've divided and divided and divided so much that it doesn't even make sense anymore. I think that's exactly right. It's, it's, it's the concepts started out fuzzy, and they get fuzzier when you try to look at them too hard. You know, it, it doesn't, um, it doesn't bring anybody together. That's for sure. No, and so it's like it's okay for it, it, just like it's okay for for what's the dude and was it Virginia who you know <laughs> offered to moonwalk because he had admitted that he, <laughs> that he blackfaced. Yeah, the governor, right? <laughs> Talk about a bad joke that got laughs. I mean, that was like so ridiculous. But, you know, you let you let some, you know, conservative having worn a, you know, a big wig in in a 70s disco party and they yank you from office. I mean, it's just like it's just and I'm sad that that this is what we're doing under a conservative administration. You know, I'm just not going to fill out my census. Um, because I'm going to trust that right now the jackboots are out trying to keep people, you know, from standing, you know, five and a half feet apart at the beach. Well, I wouldn't go. I I, I filled it out. but oh, I You mean, did. I, I did. But I think the questions are silly. And what I hope is that 10 years from now we won't be having the same conversation. I hope, you know, 10 years from now we'll have gotten rid of all the questions about, you know, what's what kind of ancestry, what kind of blood, whatever else. You know, it should just be... How many people live in your house? Right. Okay. Right. Right. Exactly. I mean, I have no idea what I am. I mean, I know on mama's side, I'm part of a few things and I got some IRA. You know, who cares? I'm an American. That's what that's what should matter to us. Who was it? Who was the jack wagon before I let you go? Who was it? Was it Roberts? Who was it? Who was the jack? Yeah, it was Roberts, wasn't who said when the census, when Trump tried to leave race out of the census questions. Uh, it, no, it wasn't Roberts. It was one of them on the Supreme Court who said, you've got the right to do it, but I don't like how you pose the pose the argument legally. Yeah, that was when they tried to put citizenship on there. Which right. Also used to be on the census all the time. But, you know, they um, yeah, it was Roberts who said they didn't do it mm-hmm. in the right procedure. So they kicked the whole thing out. And, you know, I mean, if anything, that should be more important than, you know, where your great, great, great granddad came from. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're a citizen or not, actually, is that's something you can say yes or no to. Absolutely. You know, yeah. you've got you got the American passport, the American or, you know, you were born here. You know, it's it's easy to tell that one. Yes. Everything else it gets a little fuzzy. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it's it's crazy where we're at. And um, I thank you for writing an article that at least ha- had me laughing today and thinking about stuff because we need some yucks. Uh, but at the same time, it's kind of disturbing. But the, I think they've. I'll, I'll wrap it up with this. I think they've gone so far, which is why I liked your argue, uh, your article that it's at the point to where this kind of stuff is just not going to work anymore, particularly when we have people concerned about their lives at this point. So, all right, Kyle Salmon, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, have a good night. All right, you guys, check out his article at the Fed- his article and others at thefederalist.com. All right, come on back. we got more Andrea K. Show coming up, including my buddy Bob Walters. 
Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Sell your home for top dollar quickly and smoothly. Call Julie Jules Real Estate. Julie has sold over 800 homes using proven marketing strategies and home staging to enhance your home's appeal, entice more buyers, and get you more money than other agents by far. Hi, I'm Julie Jules. I'd love to give you a free home staging consultation. Just give me a call at 619-992-7113. Call for your free home staging consultation. Moving out, moving up, or moving in, call Julie Jules, 619-992-7113. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results vary. Exclusions apply. Contacts and glasses are such a hassle. I'd love to finally get LASIK, but... I'm going to stop you right there. If you want LASIK, then the LASIK Vision Institute has officially taken away everything standing in your way. Isn't LASIK expensive? Not at the LASIK Vision Institute. We're offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. See for free if LASIK is right for you by texting VISION11 to 350350. But I'm really busy. A text only takes seconds, and the LASIK procedure... Procedure typically only takes 15 minutes. And best of all, most patients can get back to work the following day. I had no idea. The LASIK Vision Institute uses the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision. We've performed over 1.3 million procedures. That's experience you can trust. And we're offering 20% off our already low-cost services. What's that text again? Text VISION11 to 350350. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-11 to 350350 to schedule your free consultation today. With all the uncertainty going on, the only thing we know to be certain is that your electric bills are going to go up, especially with everyone being encouraged to stay home for who knows how long. And don't forget the high summer bills are right around the corner. Our consultants are ready and able to propose your system over the phone and by email. Take this extra time to get your solar or roofing questions answered. Call the local name you can trust. Call Palomar Solar and Roofing at 760-504-0388 or palomarsolar.com. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Marty Schneider here. Got a question for you today. Can you afford another loss in your investment portfolio like the one you might have taken back in 2008? Well, hopefully, now that you're a little bit older and a little bit wiser, I'm going to bet the answer is no. Marty Schneider here, the retirement professor. As people near retirement, taking the same kind of risk that they took when they were younger can really create some complications in your retirement years. There is a strategy designed for somebody just like you in 2008, when the stock market crashed, clients using this strategy didn't lose a penny. And when the market goes up, you share and participate in those gains, and you lock those gains in every year. Really great strategy for people at or near retirement age. Give me a call for your free consultation, and I'll show you how to make it work for you. You can reach me at 800-727-PLAN, 800-727-7526. That's the news for the day. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. Call me for your free consultation, 800-727-PLAN. That's 800-727-7526. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. 
insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Enter the Kindness Challenge, and you'll have the opportunity to win $5,000 in cash for you and $5,000 to share your kindness with a deserving organization. Sponsored by Qualified Home Loans, saves you money and pays your loan costs. And Borderland Cybersecurity, protection against cyber thieves. Share your kindness with others. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com to enter. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Happy Friday. Happy disease-free Friday. We're not talking about that tonight. We've got other, yeah, 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 interesting topics. And uh, in, in a second, we've got my buddy Bob Walters here, as always, brings the, the fascinating, bizarre, sad, tragic news out of the schools. And as tragic as it is, um, we got we got to make sure everybody's aware, uh, particularly right now when people are distracted with other stuff. We've got to make sure we're focused. Um, we've also got uh, some interesting breaking news involving Miss Hillary Clinton to, to tell y'all about a little later in the show, as well as here of the week and stink of the week. I'm still hoping I come up with some ideas that are not related to that uh, c word. I'm not supposed to mention. I got a bad joke for you guys. I actually like knock knock jokes. Okay, are you ready, DJ Carrot Sticks? Ready. Okay, knock knock. Who's there? Little old lady. Little old lady who? <laughs> <laughs> I never all this time I didn't know you yodeled. <laughs> you already knew the punchline to that one, didn't you? <laughs> uh, okay, at least I laughed. You know well, what? Kathleen that- Kennedy on our face on a Kaniac, she put a good one. She oh. put if con is the opposite of pro, then Congress is the opposite of progress. Good one. All right, Kathleen. Maybe Bob Walters has one he could think of real quick. Hey, Bob, welcome back to the show. Good to be here. Do you have a bad joke that gets laughs that you want to share with us? You know, I'm one of those guys that could always hear guys with jokes every five minutes, but I never could learn how to say the jokes myself. I'm kind of the same way. It's kind of obvious. I'm a storyteller. I'm not a joke teller. You know, I'm not not a (laughs) bumptiche kind of gal. Um, All right, so... Getting on to your very serious topic, although we tend to find some laughs, um, what's up with schools right now? Well, uh, I just want to give a little background on what's going on with the trends in, in schooling and education. You know, the shop classes disappeared about 20, 25 years ago, virtually all of them. 
And it happened because the schools moved from ability tracking, where they used to have the smarter kids channeled in one set of courses, and the less intelligent kids into another one. And the opponents felt that was racist and economic class-driven discrimination. So there was a massive move to start educating everyone to go to four-year university. Even ROTC was removed because of the anti-war groups who felt it was improper for ROTC to be on campus. So the shop classes were seen as racist and feeding lowly blue-collar jobs, and the only focus left was on four-year college or be a failure in life in the eyes of your parents or your community. So it's a sad thing. So today, you've got 75% of the kids are not going to a four-year college. They're all forced to take college grad courses. And while only 52% of them go to a four-year college, 40% of those drop out with huge debt and no job. Mm-hmm. Even those who finish college owing 100000 in loans or more, 51% ended up taking jobs that do not require a four-year degree. You know, jobs like store clerks and cab drivers and warehousemen. It's sad, but that's where an awful lot of these students end up going after they get out of college and pay all that debt. Uh, the counselors have pushed this agenda along with the teachers' union and the universities to help fill their pockets. And many parents who were brainwashed that without four-year college, you were just going to be a failure. So they pushed their kids to do it. They didn't stand up to the, college, uh, to the high schools to have different options for kids to explore and consider. And now, however, fortunately, mainly with Trump's help, we have technical schools rising with apprenticeship classes and schools and trade schools that teach computer skills and cosmetology and so forth. Trump even allocated $1 million for these options. And two-year colleges fill some of the need, but parents and kids can now look up apprenticeship.gov for classes in schools in your area where you can get classes that's outside of the four-year university but produce good-paying jobs in construction field and other related areas. So there's thousands of good-paying jobs that go unfilled today still Mm -hmm. because of this past push for four-year college. This carpenters, welders, um, and so forth. And they make between forty-five and sixty thousand dollars a year as an average. Yeah, and, and what's, what's great? Of, go ahead. No, no, you you finish your thought. <laughs> well, and, and the beauty of it is, if if you if the kid has some interest in one of these trades, and he goes to a apprenticeship class at a union, they'll pay you to go to the school and give you field training, and when you get out, you're a full journeyman making top dollar, and no debt because they paid you to go to school. Well, I love this. I'm glad you brought this topic tonight because uh, I know I'm keeping it disease-free, but our economy is in the midst of changing. And we're seeing now there was not only a push to put kids into college, but it was all this liberal arts degrees of gender studies and all this stuff. Before I went to college, I actually researched. At the age of 17, as well as almost everybody that I went to school with, had researched before they chose a major to try to think about long-term whether or not it was going to be income generating. What were the hot fields to go into at the time? And when I entered into LSU, a lot of my sorority sisters were geology majors because that was, you know, the oil industry in the South and... That was like the hot, you know, degree at the time. You know, people put thought into it. They didn't just go sign up for school and take out, you know, pay their parents money on tuition or take out student loans without some idea that they were going to actually get a degree that was going to be useful. And that was back when tuitions were an appropriate amount. Um, And you look at what's going on right now with the economy. 
um, you know, people are starting to talk about the realization of, of the jobs out there that really matter. And it's not anybody who's got a gender studies degree. It's people that are working in the supply chain like yourself. It's people that are out, actually out there in the trades. What are some of the trades? What are some of the, the jobs that are considered essential right now? Construction. What are some of the businesses that are open right now for business? Plumbing companies. Trades. These are the people that are not laid off right now because they're actually considered essential. So I'm so glad you brought this topic tonight. Everybody needs to understand this. If you've got a kid right now that is at home and they're doing online classes because everybody's at home right now, you've got an opportunity to maybe reassess the plan that the school puts your kid on and actually get them to a track that gets them out of high school into uh, becoming you know, an income earner. If they want to go to college, and, and that, that's fine. We're not saying they shouldn't, Bob, but we're just talking about kids getting another option. Yes? I, I agree. Yeah, college is fine for those who are capable of doing it. Right. And uh, the country needs them as well. Or if, or if you're going to get a degree that's that's actually a hot degree right now. I, you know, for, for a few years now, it's been anything technology-related, getting into coding, uh, anything in the medical field. You know, high-tech jobs are great. Um, so, yeah, you know, one of the things that galls me is talking about we got to give student loan forgiveness for kids that racked up $200,000 in debt on, on for a degree that's worthless. You know, or they decide they don't want to do it. I know lots of people that have gone to law school and then decided, you know what, I don't want to practice law, and they're stuck with big loans. You know, are are, we, are the taxpayers supposed to pay for that? Because now you don't want to, you want loan forgiveness. Well, that was your choice. If I don't have a choice, and you're taking out the loan and what degree you get, you know, then I I don't want to get stuck with your bill. I don't know if you've got this good news for you, Bob. I've I might have something to share with you. You, okay. yeah, you. Well, you've been talking about the issues with. Uh, sports in schools and the transgender stuff. You've done so many different topics about that uh, on the show. And there was actually a lawsuit that was filed by these girls, uh, these track uh, stars, girls out of Connecticut, because of the Connecticut Interscholastic Athletic Conference policy that requires biological males to compete against biological females. So these girls filed the lawsuit. Well, the Department of Justice to, on Tuesday, on the 24th, uh, issued a statement into the, uh, the um, courts there. And here is the statement. You're going to be pleased with this, Bob Walters. It said, and this is from uh, A.G. Barr, Attorney General Barr, In our pluralistic society, we generally try to accommodate how individuals desire to live their lives up to the point where those desires impinge on the other people's rights. Allowing biological males to compete in all female sports deprives women of the opportunity to participate fully and fairly in sports and is fundamentally unfair to female athletes. Sports are an important part of education and character development and provide an arena where individual discipline can result in achievement and recognition. The purpose of all female athletics is to ensure that women have an equal opportunity to participate, compete, and excel in this important part of life. Title IX has been a major step forward in the long fight to achieve this equality. As reflected in Title IX, the basis for single-sex athletics is rooted in the reality of biological differences between the sexes. Clearly, then, eligibility to participate on a single-sex team must be based on objective biological fact. Girls should not be forced through the dismantling of Title IX to be sidelined in their own sports. Isn't that I think that's great. I'm, yeah. glad he, I'm glad he took the action in this in this action because it's needed. The the girls weren't getting into college with their scholarships for sports because they weren't winning these races against the men. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, basically, this transgender movement has canceled girls. It's canceled all women's rights and everything that the feminist and women's live movement was supposed to be about. To cater to some boys that say, oh, I self-identify as a girl? No. And, you know, uh, so hat tip to the Department of Justice for stepping in, issuing this statement to the courts, as well as the fact that the way he explained it is so perfect. Your whim, your feelings, your emotion, all of you out there, does not trump anybody else's rights as a human being. So I love that yeah, he glad, said that. I'm glad he did it. Yes. That's fabulous, yeah. I knew you'd be pleased with that. I'm glad that for once, Bob Walters, <laughs> I can educate you on something happening yeah. involving the education system. <laughs> it's the first here tonight. All right. It is. Thank you, Bob, for being here. Appreciate all you do. Y'all need to get Bob's book, Talking About the Trades, Facing Reality in American Education. Thank you for being here, Bob. Stay safe. Keep washing those hands, my friends. Practice social distancing. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. It's our final segment on this disease-free Andrea K. Show. 888-344-1170. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walters' book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Red states versus blue, urban versus rural. As federal government keeps growing bigger, we the people are getting angrier when our side doesn't win. Are we at risk of becoming a nation permanently divided? In his latest book, Power to the States, How Federalism 2.0 Can Make America Governable Again, talk show host and author Bob Zadek explores factions and divisions that are inevitable and a solution that's been there in the Constitution all along. Power to the States features conversations with top scholars, statesmen, and a sitting state Supreme Court judge. Bob and his guests show how liberals and and conservatives are rediscovering the virtues of federalism where states become laboratories of democracy and citizens vote with their feet when they don't like what government is doing. Order your copy of Power to the States at BobZadek.com today. Z-A-D-E-K. A house divided can't stand, but healthy competition between the states can make America more prosperous than ever before. Power to the States, how federalism 2.0 can make America governable again. Available now at BobZadek.com. That's BobZadek.com. If you have a car or other vehicle that you're thinking of getting rid of, consider donating it to CarsForBabies.com. By donating your vehicle to CarsForBabies.com, you'll help fund much-needed resources for women facing unplanned pregnancies right here in San Diego. Light & Life Mobile Ultrasound is a 501c3 tax-exempt organization dedicated to raising funds to help local pregnancy centers bring much-needed care to young mothers in need. By donating your vehicle, you're helping mothers and saving lives and your donation is tax deductible. Cars for Babies will even pick up your vehicle for free. You can donate your car, truck, boat, and even a plane. By donating, you'll be helping young mothers and fathers, and yes, they're very young, waiting to be born, sons and daughters. For more information, visit carsforbabies.com. Be a blessing to young, vulnerable families and help Light and Life's Pregnancy Resource Center partners raise up and support them in truth, goodness, and beauty. Visit carsforbabies.com today. 
If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something exciting and extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 days. Make 2020 a year you'll never forget. And join me, Sebastian Gorka, and my friend Mike Lindell on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world. And you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Join Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd through 11th. Register today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Bill Holland on the answer on Wall Street. Stocks ended a day of consolidation down about 4% after the best three-day gain in 83 years and up 10% this week. Proved to be the best week on Wall Street since 2008. The obsession with the coronavirus and the flu and still the madness of the crowd and coming into question the original assumptions at the start of all of this uh, were grossly overstated and are being reduced. Testing ramps up, but 86% still proved negative. The House passes that $2.2 trillion aid package that we'll, we probably didn't need. Same for locking down our way of life, but I guess we have to deal with it. Corona flu cases now top 85,000, but the fatality rate stays at 1.4%. Nevertheless, this was a handy excuse for some profit-taking and sell-off just before the weekend. Bill Holland on The Answer on Wall Street. Let's beat Corona. We got this, San Diego. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We are finishing up our Friday show here, Disease-Free Friday Show. DJ Carrot Sticks is so good to me. I didn't know any jokes to tell on my bad joke show, so he sent me a couple via email. I'm not going to pretend I came up with them. All right. Um, what do It is funny, though. What do all failing students in New Orleans have in common? They're all below sea level. But I'm, we should have told that one to Bob Alters. Oh, I know. That would have been a good one for Bob. Bob, if you're still listening. Uh, this is another cheesy. This You're so cheese, man. You found some cheesy. In New Orleans, an apple pie is $5.94, while in San Juan, it's $3.99. These are the pirates of the Caribbean. These are the pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> See, I t- I'm terrible at jokes. All right. Um, little uh, more DOJ talk. I was talking about Attorney General Barr before the break. Uh, here's a, a little story that didn't get a whole lot of attention. Uh, is that the Trump administration indicted Venezuelan President Maduro on drug trafficking charges, which is interesting. I'm not sure what's going to come about with it because he lost the election. Guaido is really like supposed to be the main dude, but the military's backing uh, Maduro. So, um, you know, what they've done is uh, they're not going to cough him up, but the U.S., um, I think what the plan is, is they've they've put a $15 million reward for his capture conviction should he travel to another country. So he kind of needs to keep his hiney in Venezuela or they're going to nab him. So it could be um, that maybe somebody in the military there might cough him up for the 15 mils. So we'll see there. But I tell you who I'm more interested in seeing arrested and prosecuted Attorney General Barr is Hillary Clinton. You know, God bless Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch. They are continuing to do the job of trying to get the truth to the American people, to try to get the deep state uh, held accountable, to try to get the swamp drained, and to try to make sure that we have a system of justice that holds everybody accountable, that we don't have two systems of justice. 
and, you know, the obstruction that's going on during the Trump administration with the Trump Department of Justice, with the Trump uh, FBI, just goes to show how deep it is. They are so entrenched. Uh, Here's an update. Breaking news, though. Judicial Watch. This is as of today. Um, They received 180 pages of records of communication between, guess who, the lovebirds, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. This time, these emails are involving the fact that, remember Wiener? Remember how um, even in the IG report, he said that uh, that that Wiener's laptop and and other hardware was never, never properly investigated or vetted or or looked into. You think about the proctology exam that the FBI did to Manafort, to um, Roger Stone, to um, General Flynn. I mean, you know, it was a cavity exam on these people. Yet even the even the inspector general said that there was not proper review and proper analysis done of the hardware. So Wiener's laptop, Anthony Wiener, you know, Huma Abedin was married to pervert Anthony Wiener and his laptop was uncovered. Well, these email and uh, we know we found out later that the emails, the Wiener laptop had uh, classified information that was passed back and forth between Huma Abedin and Hillary Clinton. What we're finding out now is that that laptop that was supposedly reviewed, it was found in September, a thir- 30 days went by, 30 days went by before they got a subpoena to look at the laptop of Anthony Weiner. And then you can tell with the email exchanges that there was conversations where, where they're pretending that it was properly vetted and that it was reviewed and that no classified information was found. Well, maybe on the, they looked at only 3,300 of the emails of 33,000. So maybe of the three, see the game that they played, they looked at 3,000 and didn't find any classified emails there, supposedly. So that's when they came up and said, well, we didn't find any classified emails. And then they didn't bother to look at the rest of them. Only then you can tell from this email exchange that there actually were emails that they found that were classified. So bottom line, this is like a 10-page, you know, uh, article here. You can go to Judicial Watch to read uh, the excerpts from the emails and see what was going on. But the bottom line is Hillary Clinton violated the Espionage Act, committed I don't know how many felonies. Her team was allowed to skate for it. She was allowed to skate skate for it, and and nobody was held account. Okay, oh, Joel is on the phone. He's got a joke. All right, Joel, I'm sorry I didn't know you were on the line. What's your joke, my friend? Okay, okay. So there was this team of Bible salesmen, and there was this number one Bible salesman who always came in first, but he had a stuttering problem, and so everyone could understand how this guy sold so many Bibles that he couldn't hardly talk. And they say, okay, tell us what your secret is. He said, I, I, I don't know. I just say, do you want to, 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 to buy it, or do you want me to, 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 to read it to you? And everyone buys it. <laughs> come on come on get it get it <laughs> that's actually a really good joke and you tell it really well <laughs> you know what you're my hey. hero of the week joel you're my hero of the week because you told a really clever joke and cracked me up he gets my nominee too <laughs> is he your nominee carrot sticks all right who's our who's our stink of the week joel you got a stink of the week not related to the uh disease going around a stink of the week? Yeah. Oh, my God. How about uh, uh, Miss Pelosi, who acted like she's trying to do the work of the people after she was caught red-handed 
with her hand in the cookie jar. You know what, Joel? You are you are for real the hero of the week. Thank you for calling in, man. Appreciate you so much. Thanks to everybody out there listening and watching on Facebook Live. We'll be right back Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Have a great weekend. Wash your hands. Make good choices.